now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back. It's the Charity Stripe. Nikki Snacks Crider, Alex Asopoulos. No Josh Fisher today, but you know what? We got you covered. You know what we're covering? basketball because last night we had a great game between the Lakers and the Warriors all that it was advertised I think everyone was really excited about this matchup we talked about this maybe being the most televised watched game of the playoffs because of the two big markets Steph versus LeBron and they put on a show yeah yeah the Lakers uh they win one in Golden State Anthony Davis was absolutely dominant he was the best player in this game he had 30 points and 23 rebounds uh Kevon Looney also had 23 rebounds, but I think the real story for me in this series is one, can Anthony Davis maintain um, that kind of title as the best player in this series? I imagine yeah. they'll, you know, there's going to be a couple of games where Steph probably looks like the best player in this series, in this series as well. Um, and then it's just going to be, you know, can the, can the depth of the Lakers and Palinka's moves that he made at the trade deadline, I, I saw the best um, the best GM voting breakdown. The Kings GM won. Um, his name is escaping me right now, and I'm going to look it up real quick. Monty McNair, and rightly so. I mean, what he put together with that Sabonis trade, that was last year, but it really came into fruition this, this season with how good that team was. Um, the pieces like adding Monk and, you know, really, really buying into De'Aaron Fox and not moving off of him and keeping Halliburton, although Halliburton's been great in Indiana. And I, I just bring that up because Palinka was like eighth on the list. And I, I know it's a regular season award, but what that team did post trade deadline and in the second half of the season after the all, after the all-star break. And the, it was all because of the moves that he made. And yeah. they have a lot of different options on their team. D'Angelo Russell can go for 30 any given night. Um, you've got Malik Beasley, you've got Vanderbilt, Austin Reeves, Troy Brown. Like there's just so much depth and guys that can show up night in, night out. Rui Hachimura who had a couple of, a good games against the Memphis Grizzlies in that first round series. So that's going to be the real story is those guys stepping up, Anthony Davis being the most dominant player um, in this series versus Steph. And mm. I need to see more from the other Warriors guys. I don't really think they have a good defender, the Lakers that is, for Klay Thompson. And so I, he needs to have one of those nuclear games where he goes 35 plus. Yeah. And he's just unconscious from the field. And they really tested Looney and Draymond Green they both they shot collectively 20 shots between the two of them they only made eight field goals and a lot of those were uncontested um easy looks for them and that's what the Lakers want to do they want to make those guys beat them and right now you know they're not willing to do that Draymond doesn't even look at the rim on some offensive possessions so you know it was a a really good game plan by Darvin Ham and the Lake the Lake show uh in game one but this is going to be a tough series I'm not like I'm not riding off the Warriors I do want to bring up um, you know, this show is brought to you by betonline.ag. Go to betonline.ag today. Use the promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V. 50% off on your first deposit. Um, series prices right now, the, the Warriors are plus 140. Only one game through. If you like them, if they were your pick to go all the way, might want to buy back in and just get them while they're down. Uh, throw a couple of them out there, other series as well. The 76ers are plus 140. Game two tonight. Joel Embiid's coming back. I, I expect that he'll be a little bumped up and, and not quite as, as spry as he typically is, but they won without him in game one. They did. Uh, I like that. 
I kind of like that a lot. I mean, I know Josh isn't on here to defend the seas, but he's kind of been down on them lately anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah. This is a massive opportunity for them in this second game. Yeah, no doubt. And coming off of an MVP celebration as well. I mean, we already knew that he was going to win that, but it's official now that Joel Embiid gets his first MVP um, in the NBA and, uh, you know, rightfully so. Um, but you're right. I mean, they won the game without him and for them to be plus money still up one Oh, um, I think those are really good odds there. And then of course, you know, we talk about the warriors. I mean, you can never really count out Steph. and you talk about clay. I mean, look, he had 25 points, which is a good game, but yeah. you're right. I mean, we're, we're used to clay having, you know, those 35 pieces that you see that, you know, just completely goes off and that's kind of what it's going to have to take here. Because if you look at what the Lakers did, I mean, they spread the ball out really well and, Multiple guys were in double digits. Um, right. And, you know, I mean, same for, for Golden State, but, you know, they're not as deep. Um, Gavon Looney, 23 rebounds. It's crazy. Such think, a good rebounder. Yeah, I mean, so did AD, I guess. But <laughs> um, yeah. but regardless, like, you know, guys eating up the glass like that, it's just insane. Uh, you yeah. Know, I, think, I think we put out a, a, a poll on our Twitter, or, or I think it was Instagram. If you need a rebound, who do you want? Rodman, Shaq, Kevon Ludi. Who are you going to take? Barkley, I think, maybe was on that one, too. Yeah, I think so, yeah. I, I, I took Rodman. Yeah, Rodman was crushing it, and I think he was over 50% or something like that. Um, I took Looney just for just recency bias, uh, yeah. just because I thought it was a fun answer. But I do... It's interesting because you mentioned Embiid winning MVP. He had... The way that they the voters vote, you know, they, they mark a first place, second place, third place, fourth place, and fifth place on their ballots. And then whatever the point or whatever place they're in gives them a certain amount of points, right? So if you, if you have a first place vote, that's 10 points, second place, seven points, third, five points, fourth place vote, three points. And then a fifth place vote is one point. And beat had 915 uh, total points. Jokic was second. He had 674 and beat had 73 first place votes Jokic had 15 Giannis had 12 no one else had a first place vote I think that as incredible as Embiid was I'm not and I'm not here to say that Jokic or Giannis should have won the award it's a regular season award and if I want to think that and I said it yesterday on our show that Jokic is the best basketball player on the planet right now a lot of that has to do with the last week and a half and yeah guess what the playoffs are more important than the regular season so um, congratulations to Joel Embiid. I'm glad he's playing tonight. He needs to play tonight. They need to win this series. They had a, a tough regular season series against the the Celtics. But I, I do I bring up the votes because I think that with how good Jokic Jokic's season was, with how good Giannis's season was, let's not forget that this team in the regular season was the best team in the NBA. I think that the first place votes should have been a little bit closer than they were. Mm-hmm. Um, and I. I'm interested because I, I think Kendrick Perkins had a really big impact in how the voting shook out. And I think it made people reevaluate how they felt about Jokic. Um, because I don't really think that the conversation around the MVP had been up until that point before Kendrick Perkins you know, went out on ESPN and was like, no, Embiid is the guy this year, that there was voter fatigue from Jokic winning the past two seasons. I think that really shed a light on it. And, and I also think that, you know, some of that is timing, right? Like we could talk about the MVP for the first two week, months of the NBA season, but like, what are we really doing? Because so many things change at that point. Right. But um, yeah, I, I still do believe that Nikola Jokic is the best basketball player on the planet. 
And I don't think Embiid's two, but I think he's in the top five. Um, and a, a massive congratulations. His team was all there watching the the award announcement, and they were all supporting him, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, clearly, they know what he's done for that that squad this season. And um, James Harden had to have his best game in the playoffs ever in his career for them to win without Embiid. So this is a massive test for Boston tonight. Massive. Yeah. And they've had a lot of heartbreak in the last week and a half. Um, so they, they better step up on their home court. Yeah, I mean, heartbreak talking about the Bruins having one of the best regular seasons of NHL history, and yeah. then they they go out and and choke it in the playoffs to a to a lower seed. Um, not something you want to see. And Celtics really got to make up some ground for those Boston fans. But you mentioned Jokic and and Embiid, and kind of reminds me of like the Mountain and the Hound, right? Like, can we see mm. Clegane Bull? You think it's going to happen maybe in, in in the finals? Because look, I think the winner of this Celtics Sixers matchup probably makes the finals right in my opinion i mean like look yeah you'd expect it's not, so. dis- you'd ex- it's not you'd discredit expect it's not discredit how good the heat have been playing ball but they are an eight seed you know yeah. and the knicks you know they've made some some significant strides but you know that series is tied one one now yeah. um you know it's a it's, it's another good series but i don't they, see they almost lost case. to the heat on their home court without jimmy butler you know yeah. like it, the knicks needed that game they got that game they did what needed to be done randall being back was a huge huge impact for them. It really opened things up for Brunson, but it was a seven point game. It was neck and neck the entire time. So um, yeah, I think it's going to be to, to your point. I think it's going to be a dog fight on the, the, the Knicks heat matchup. And I think presumably the 76ers or the Celtics would then advance to the finals and, and right. not make quick work of whoever gets the Eastern conference finals from the other series, but, um, but beat them nonetheless. Yeah. And then on the West, I think things are a little bit more up in the air just because, yeah. you know, the Nuggets are leading 2-0, but, you know, you still have that good Suns team. You know, they can come back. It's it's Chris Paul. It's it's uh, Booker and Durant and Aiden. I mean, it's a, it's a solid core, but just not a lot of depth. Um, yeah. And then we're, we already talked about, you know, the Warriors and the Lakers. So I, I honestly don't know who's coming out of the West, but if I had to put money on it in the East, it's either going to be the Sixers or the Celtics. Yeah, I, I would say from a narrative standpoint, We've got a pretty good group in the mix here. You've got oh, Jokic, yeah. Jokic seeking his first title. You've yep. got Embiid seeking his first title after just being named Chris MVP. Paul. Chris Paul and the Suns. You've got Durant joining Booker, right? Everyone wants to see them get knocked off, but guess yeah. what? If they win, they get to say F you to everyone else. Right. Um, new owner to Matt Ishbia, who had just, just bought the team and made that massive trade. He's the one that kind of facilitated that deal. You've yep. got... LeBron versus Steph. So in either way, one of those guys continues their legacy if they get to the finals and then win. Tatum and Brown winning their first ring is massive. Boston winning at any point in time, of course, historically is such a big deal. Same with New York. New York getting deep in the play. Like Jimmy Butler doing it for the Heat and taking this team and completely carrying them. Like there's so many storylines right now. Um, no matter who the matchup is, like we're, we're in good hands for sure. Yeah, I think if you look across the NBA too of just fandom, right? Like what fan bases do you want in the playoffs more? And look, I mean, Laker nation, Knicks, heat, Boston, you know, we're talking about right here. Uh, I mean, obviously we'd love to see the maps in there. Um, but you know, the Clippers, like, you know, that's not like a sexy fan base or anything like that, but I think we got all some of the the best fan bases in terms of like, you know, representation. I mean, there's a ton of Warriors fans now just because of Steph and how big that bandwagon grew. Um, sons, sons and four. Yeah. They, they, that, 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 that fan base is rabid. They are, yeah. well, they don't have a lot there. You know, they don't have a lot of winning culture in that city. So I think I, I know the Cardinals like 
10, 15 years ago, they, they were pretty, they were competitive. Yeah. I mean, they went to two Super Bowls in our lifetime. Like Diamondbacks won a World Series in 2001, beat the Yankees, but that was it. That's the last championship that they got out there in Arizona. Back in the Luis Gonzalez days? Or was that yeah. before that? No, no, that was, that was that year. Yeah. yeah. Randy Johnson, was, Luis Gonzalez. He was a stud. He was he a was. player. Wait, was. Let's pivot to baseball because there's yeah. some exciting things happening there. The Oakland Athletics, who soon will be the Las Vegas Athletics, unless they end up changing their name and, and getting some sort of new mascot. You were dishing out a stat from uh, Danny Vietti, who hosts the Wake and Rake pod. Yeah, Danny Vietti, believe host of the Wake and Rake pod with Will Middlebrooks. Go check that out if you want to talk some more baseball. Um, but he put out a crazy tweet about how the Oakland Athletics starting pitching staff has started this season. The record is 0-15. They've got a an eight point zero nine ERA. They've allowed thirty three home runs. Wait, wait. So they've only walks. So they've only won bullpen games. Correct. Does that what that that's what that means, right? No starting pitcher has won a game. Correct. That's so embarrassing. And I'm sure they. I'm sure they've won. Yeah. I mean, like, sure starters have like gone deep, but like they just can't get the W. Like they don't get the. I don't, I'd have to look and see, but yeah, they don't. They won, haven't won many they've games. Won six. They've won six games. The team has. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're, we're here in May now, and they've won six games. Look, I mean, there's some teams in baseball that are not much better. The Royals have seven wins. You know, the White Sox have nine wins. We didn't think that White Sox were going to be this bad. The Cardinals have ten wins. I mean... We definitely not, didn't think that. No, yeah, exactly. Same with the Rockies. I mean, but six wins is pretty abysmal. I mean, it's a 200 winning percentage. Um, you know, they they're clearly a team that just has fully checked out. You know, it's a triple yeah. A triple A roster playing in the in the bigs, and you know they're getting lucky when they do win these games. Um, you know, I've been saying it for the past couple of years now that they have fully conceded. You know, it's it's almost like they have sabotaged their franchise into getting a move out of Oakland because look, it's it's so evident that they've got the worst stadium in baseball and. The city never wanted to fund it, and I don't necessarily know if the owner wanted to fund it there in Oakland either because their attendance is so low that you know they're going to lose money if they stay there. So why not go to Vegas? I mean, we've seen how successful the Raiders have been. We see how successful the Golden Knights have been. NBA wants to bring an expansion team there. I mean, Vegas at some point is going to become you know one of the sports capitals of the world because they're yeah. going to have every single major sport. They have WNBA. They have NFL. They have NHL. And then you know the last two, baseball and hockey or baseball in the NBA. Didn't we have Kyle Muller on this pod? Yeah, we did. Yeah. He's a, and he's a Dallas Jesuit guy. So root, yeah. root for him. And, hopefully and he he's gets a that, starter. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully he gets that first W um, for their squad. And he's, I didn't realize he was six, seven when we were talking to him. I mean, he, he was big obviously, but you can't tell when you're, when you're on a zoom with someone. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's been pitching in the bigs for two years. So JP Sears has been pitching for, for two years. Like these guys are so, so young. Um, it's like a triple A team I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah they do have they've got some bats and some guys in the field that are legit ball players though yeah well, they've got one guy who actually came from the padres last season brett rooker and he's on a tear i mean that guy's playing like an all-star that's just so typical padres to let go of a player who goes on to have super success on the next team he goes to i mean we've seen it time and time again um but i mean where's that guy gonna hit in the padres lineup this year i mean it's there's nowhere for him to hit but you yeah. know my padres starting to finally put it together you know i mean yeah tough, tough drop, loss drop, last night tough loss last yeah, night drop a close one last night but i was at fernando tatis's home debut it was electric um you know it seems like he's been playing now for weeks but they've been on a really long road trip and then on monday against the reds he makes his home debut 
and uh, the fans loved it. You know, I think when he initially got hit with this big suspension and he got caught for the steroids or the healing agent, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. you know, people were really upset. And, you know, we all knew that he needed to gain trust from a lot of people back, but it seemed like, you know, everyone felt felt like he served his time. You know, he's he's taken the necessary steps to become mature and be a team player. And look, everyone there was ecstatic that he was there. I saw so many Tatis jerseys. I saw a kid who was dressed up like Tatis with the dreads and the eye paint and the glasses and the the cleats and everything like that. He had full uniform on. Um, you know, yeah, when he when he ran out to yeah, when he ran out to right field, I mean everyone was going crazy. His first at bat, everyone was on their feet for the entire at bat. So I mean he he's back and uh and I'm super excited about it. Who was the who was the prospect um that's on the A's? Uh Brett Rooker. He, yeah, I was about he, to say that he's he's been he's been incredible this season. Yeah, he's on fire. He's hitting. I mean, he's nine, nine home runs, twenty two RBIs. He's got. He's hitting three thirty three. Like the guy's been awesome. He's hitting for power. He's you know close to. He's fifth in the league in in the league in, in home runs, and his OPS is one point one eight one. Like he's a stud. This guy's yeah. playing. He has not been playing major league ball for a long time. I mean, this yeah. is. He that's, was that's a good little bright spot for them. He he was kind of the throw in uh when we traded with the twins last season at the beginning of the season for Taylor Rogers, who we ended up flipping for Josh Hader. But it was Brett Rooker, Taylor Rogers in exchange for Chris Paddock and Emilio Pagan. And uh, you know, that has not worked out for either team. Um, because sure. obviously both those guys are not on the Potters anymore, and Pagan and Paddock have not really been major players for the twins, but we ended up getting Josh Hader out of that, so yeah. Yeah. And I like Ruiz with them. And, you know, Aguilar's pretty good. He's a good player. Kemp has been abysmal this season so far, but yeah. they've, they've got a couple of guys that, you know, we don't need to talk about the athletics roster. Though. Yeah. Who's, yeah. who's <laughs> talking about the A's besides us right now? <laughs> not many people. Not many people. But no, no. I mean, baseball has been good. I mean, that, that lost, the Reds have been sneakily competitive. They, they're not. They're okay. Fine. They're fine. But yeah, we, we expect them than... to be pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, I mean, look, they're better than we expected, but look, let's not overreact. We've only been playing one one month of baseball so far, and right. you know the Pirates are the NL uh, champions right now. You know, with twenty wins, they have more wins than anyone in the NL. And you know, the Braves have twenty now too. But I don't feel like the Pirates feel fake though. They definitely they there's something to do with this young momentum. Like I don't know, I, I don't expect yeah. it to carry through the entire season, but. I think they have like a fresh new perspective on playing winning baseball and sure. they're going to have a, a slump because they're so young, no doubt. But um, I mean, it, they're just exciting. It's yeah. A, it's an exciting team, but the Braves are legit. The Braves will stay there. Sure. Sure. It's a long season too. I mean, look, the Yankees are in last place in their division and they're one game over 500. So, I mean, that's a really, yeah. really competitive division. And, you know, my Padres, um, they're at third place right now. And, the Dodgers only have a two game lead and you know, the Diamondbacks who we knew were going to be pretty sneakier up there as well. And then, you know, your division is, is pretty competitive as well. I mean, obviously we yeah. talked about how bad Oakland is, but you know, you guys are in first place, the Rangers saying 18 wins. And then you got the, the Astros and the angels who are pretty close to you are, you know, the Mariners are a team that we all thought were going to be pretty good. And you yeah, know, they're, they're only three games, games under 500. They'll, yeah. they'll turn it around too. Yeah, so it's first month. You know, I mean, everyone's got to work out their kinks. Guys got to get healthy. There's a lot of guys out there that still haven't been fully healthy. We just got news that Bryce Harper should be making his return next season. He was supposed to get come back in uh, July, and I guess they expedited that rehab process for the torn ACL, and 
he's gonna be back on Tuesday from what it sounds like. It's yeah, huge for them. Huge for them, and and they really they needed that too because they just I mean they started off abysmally and they've already kind of turned it around. I mean they're only one one game under five hundred, but like I mentioned, the Braves are legit, like really good. And the Mets, I think, are underperforming too, just given what that roster is. So mm-hmm. in that division, and same thing in the AL East, like you don't have time to mess around. You And for them to get Harper back, um, um, it's huge. It's huge. Especially yep. with who else is out for them. They, we, is Wheeler out the entire season now? Um, I have to check that. I don't, I don't know. Did they lose another bat, though? I, I feel like they, they have a couple of guys that are out with injury right now. Um, yeah, they could. But yeah, I mean, obviously that's a team that a lot of people liked to get back to where they got last season. You know, if they if they win the division, if they you know, and put themselves in a good place in the playoffs. But now they just got they just got to get there. Um, but yeah, May is going to be really exciting. Cinco de Mayo on Friday, that's always fun. Yeah, um, oh, Reese Hoskins is is on the sixty day IL. That's right. Because he, right. I mean, he's he's out for the season because he tore his ACL and spring training which is so unfortunate um yeah singing a mouse should be fun you know what's also fun is your boy josh young winning the al rookie of the month yeah yeah it's really fun it's a it's a good time when you have the rookie of the month on your team he's great um, he really is and we need him to be good because Seeger's out and just having that pop in the lineup um hitting in the five or six hole right now is is really helpful um just coming after i mean when you have to face Simeon and then our two kind of rotates a lot, but then you have Adolis and then you have Nathaniel Lowe and then you have to play, you have to face young right after that. Um, yep. it, it's, it's really, really helpful. And Heim's been hitting so well. I mean, we, we also like Garver cannot stay healthy. That's, that's a really big disappointment with that guy. Cause he has so much pop. If he was in our lineup and Seager was in our lineup, like we would be really, really dangerous. Um, yeah. we're managing to put together really good performances. And a lot of that has to do with our solid pitching, but um, yeah, the Rangers are legit, and it's it's fun to you know follow this team. Yeah, even all though three our, of our city teams. kits are terrible, but whatever. All, I don't mind your city kicks. It kind of just reminds me of like a newspaper. They're growing on you. Yeah, they, they, the they goth. Grow. Yeah, the gothic font is very newspaper esque. It's very yeah. Los Angeles Clippers, honestly. Yeah, it is. That that is facts. Yeah, yeah. All three of our teams are good. I mean, even Josh's Red Sox are a little surprising this season with the winning record and. You know, I think all of us seem to make moves at the deadline if we really want to stay competitive. Um, yeah. You know, the Padres definitely need a, a true number one starter. Um, you know, I think there's a guy in Anaheim that we all have our eye on. I think <laughs> I've been telling people I, I really think this could be this could be a, a serious indicator that we're going to go after him because Soto had started out very slow this season and he's starting to pick it back up. You know, he's hitting well. Um, but look, man, I mean, if you want to make a decision on, on who to spend money on either Soto or, or Otani. You got to look at how these guys have started and you got to look at your needs as well. And, you know, a number one ACE is what we've been dying for. And look, Otani's one of the best pitchers in baseball right now, you know, yeah. second to maybe Garrett Cole. And, you know, obviously you have the the hitting numbers that he has as well. So I really think this could be a true play for him if, if they're really in the mix and they really want to make a, a, a splash and not let him hit free agency, they bring him in. And, you know, they say, all right, let's not let's not even take it for agency. Let's just get the extension done right now. You know, they they brought back you Darvish for multiple years. Um, you know, I think he'll retire when he's like 42 years old or something like that. It's like a seven year contract. And you got to expect that that's a little bit to do with the fact that they're going to make a play for Otani. Yes, you Darvish is great. You want to lock him up. But for that long, you know, for how long his career has already been 
you know, it's a guy that Otani looked up to his entire career. So we'll see what happens, but, and you guys will have to make some moves too. And so will the Red yeah. Sox and we have know, the prospects to, to vie for him, but we just, I mean, we can't, we can't bring that into the payroll. I, we would just be, I mean, we could, we, we could, it's just the ownership group, um, would have to be, yeah. Yeah. They'd have to reach deep into their pockets for that one. But obviously, you know, if he comes, Texas is really enticing to those baseball players. You get to, you know, no state income tax. That goes a long, long way. It's very different than California. I'll, I'll say that much, but that would completely change the trajectory for both of our teams. If we went and got Otani, um, especially y'all, I mean, y'all have always been competitive and even the splash for Soto, like that was a major, major move, yeah. but it's in no comparison to what Otani can bring to your franchise from just a fan perspective. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, just before we close this out, I'll just put one thing in perspective. Hassan Kim, right? Second baseman of the Padres, you know, he switches off between hitting, you know, in the six hole, the eight hole. He is probably the most beloved Padre right now in San Diego. We went to go get a jersey for my girlfriend in the in the uh the uh team store and they're fully sold out. The guy was like, We've been sold out for so long. That's like the most desirable jersey out there. When he comes up to bat, everyone's chanting, Ha Sung Kim, Ha Sung Kim. And you know what? Korea always tunes in all of our games. We have Korean reporters constantly tweeting, constantly posting videos. Can you imagine what that's like if you get all of Japan and Otani yeah. Mania in there? I mean, come on, I got, I'm sitting on an Otani pillow right now. Oh, manifesting. 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 We'll, we'll manifest us doing a show tomorrow as well. So make sure you uh, check us out. The Charity Stripe, Nikki Snacks Crider, Alex Sopolis. We'll catch you tomorrow. Mm-hmm.